Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? Happy Sunday. Happy, good. Happy tail end of Thanksgiving break. Hope you guys ate good. You guys had a good time. We did. We had a really good time with family and, and friends and whatnot. We just kind of enjoyed ourselves. It was good. Well, my name is Freddie Cole. I'm Kalila Cole. <clears throat> and we are the Common Cole. So we are here. Season one. Episode eight. First, I wanted you to guys, if y'all can, just chime in, let us know where you're from, where you're at, where you're listening from, so we know where you guys are. We'd love to hear from you. Well, um, last week was a real good episode. I think we had a really good talk in there, some good dialogue, conversation. Now, hopefully, we'll get even more today. We are going to talk about the lost art in relationships called communication. So, hopefully, this conversation today. But really open our eyes up to some things. Hopefully, you guys got some good questions for us or some some conversations for us as well. And um, let's open this thing up. All right. All right. So we're gonna talk about communication now. We first want to think about what communication is. Communication is a way that we express ourselves to other people, right? It could be verbal. It could be nonverbal. It could be you know posture. It's a whole lot of different ways you can look at what communication is. But today, I think we ought to focus more on the verbal part. Um, I think it's important for us to deal with the real, the reality of some of the things we overlook that we take for granted, which is how we speak to our partner in relationships. So, um, and also the the detriment behind lack of communication as well. So these are things we want to touch on today. So we look at communication, right? It is how we communicate to our our partner or our spouse or whomever we're with, right? And so. When we look at that, what are some benefits behind it? Mm-hmm. What's up, Jim? Uh, oh, what's up, Kelly? What's going on, brother? What are some benefits behind good communication? Ooh, um, we there's so many benefits to good con- communication. Not only uh, we're talking about marriage, but <clears throat> when you think about business, you think about entrepreneurship, you think about with your children, you just think about all the different arenas where you have to communicate. And when you see bad communication and how it affects, but you see when good, how well the the company runs because the boss is able to communicate to the team and the the team is able to communicate to their employees and so on and so forth. But in a marriage, what you see is a household that runs so smoothly that the children are blessed. The the spouses are blessed. The husband calls the wife blessed. the, The children calls the wife blessed because communication is there. How you feel, what you think, what's going on. You're able to express that in a healthy way. That's good. That's good. Hey, Rhonda, what's going on? Um, yeah, and that's that's good that we were able to say Ooh, that yeah. uh, because you get peace of mind. That's what Rhonda said. Peace mm-hmm. of mind. You know, when you have good communication, you know what to expect. You know what you know um, what direction you're going. There's so much clarity that comes with clear communication. And I think you know you talked about the business world, how good it is. I've been in workplaces where the leader was not good with communication, was not able to express you know, expectations and things of that nature. And so people were kind of trying to figure things out and the entire work environment was chaotic. But I've also been in, in situations where communication was clear. It was good. These are the expectations. This is how we're going to flow. This is what we're going to do. This is your particular role. This is your particular role. Everything was communicated clearly. If you had questions, you can go get the answer. And everything flows smooth. So that's in the workplace. But even in relationships, you know, I think about a lot of relationships that ended prematurely. It didn't have to end at all. Um, yeah. Were relationships where there was no communication, there was no clear communication. 
we you can see i'm pretty sure um in the past where there's been relationships where one person gets mad at the other person for not doing a specific thing but it wasn't communicated the expectation and so what happens is, is people get upset with the idea that was in their head that somebody else was supposed to carry out and when that person didn't carry it out then they, they had a full-fledged attitude towards that person. But again, you're not mind readers. It wasn't communicated. I meant expectations. Yeah, unmet we, expectations. we have these expectations in our, like we talked about prior. <clears throat> I'm sorry, you guys, when I praise dance, it just, all of this just start acting up. But when you come into a relationship, and this is what we're talking about, you have to have clear expectations about what it is that you're desiring from your spouse. And you have to communicate those things in the beginning. Last week, you know, we, we've heard some things, some people, they weren't communicating any of these things in their relationship. Mm -hmm. And what you see is two people that cannot work together. They can't work together at home. They can't work together in a business. He and I, we used to have to work together. Our classrooms were right next to each other. He taught algebra. I taught geometry. And we worked like that for some years, but it was amazing. <clears throat> it could not have happened if we weren't effective communicators. Because guess what? That's why they don't want to hire spouses on jobs. That's why that's one of the conflict mm -hmm. of interest, hiring spouses on a job. Because they know what can happen if those spouses don't talk and they don't get along. They can tear your whole job up. Sure Everybody can. looking at all in their yeah. business. Yeah. <clears throat> they talking about this spouse to this person. It can become a mess. Uh -huh. But when you can effectively communicate in your marriage and you can express what you need, those deep desires that you need, then that other person is better equipped either to do it or not do it. Now, I'm not saying they're going to do it. But if you didn't even communicate it at all, you didn't even give them the opportunity yeah. to be able to do it for you. Right. Um, there's so many scriptures I want to talk about. But this one right here. Oh my gosh, y'all! I'm doing While she's doing that. I want to talk about something about unmet expectations. She mentioned yeah. unmet expectations. And I think that is one of the key um, seeds that can destroy a relationship. Is when we talk about you have these expectations that you put on someone that you're in a relationship with, and that's an expectation you put on them, but you don't communicate that. You don't say. It. You just by default assume that they're going to carry these things out. Or by default, you're expecting to see it happen, right? And then they don't do it. Now, all of a sudden, you carry resentment or bitterness, or now you become short-tempered with them, and, and they don't know why. They're like, what the heck going on? Why, you know, I, all I said was good morning, <laughs> and you you giving me attitude. What, what's going on, right? And, and now this is where unmet expectations was the seed. But now it manifests into a lack of ability to clearly communicate these two different things, right? And so now we're in a place where you get now you get to see that this person they're struggling with how to communicate, right? First they assumed that you would just pick up on it, which was that was mistake number one. But now they actually in a situation where they have to say what's wrong, and this is where the battle begins. Because if you're not a good communicator, you're going to yell, you're going to fuss, you're going to point the blame, you're going to do all these things but you're never going to really get to the root of what was the expectation that was missed. So that's very important to, to really think about. Uh, James 4, 2 says, you desire and do not have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. Okay, so here we go. I can't expect 
for my husband to know that's my I already covered it. <laughs> I can't expect my husband to know that I've had a long day at work. And when he comes home, I need him to, to just take the kids and take them somewhere. Right. So that I can relax. I can't expect him to know that. I can't expect him to walk through that door because he's had a long day, too. Right. He's thinking about what his boss did, what his, the kids at his job did, what the teachers at his job did. He's thinking about all those things that he needs to unpack. So he can't come through that door knowing what I need. Because I don't wear it on my shoulders, first of all. He's just not going to know it. Without me letting him know, listen, I just need a minute. I know you just, you just got home, but can you give me about 10 or 15 minutes just to go take a ride and go to the store and come back? Because, you know, I like to shop. That's how I, I get all the stress. I like, to, mm. I like to shop. So I can't expect him to know that. And so I have to ask him. Now, the issue comes. This is when the issue comes. You've had a long day at work and the devil has been playing with your mind all day long. Mm -hmm. Oh, he don't care. He wants you taking care of all the kids. He wants you taking care of the house. He don't care about what you're doing. He don't want to give you no space. He don't want to, he don't, it's, it's all about him. He wants you to take care of everything. He's been in your mind all while your husband at work. So guess what? When you walk through that door, you can't be sweet. You can't be welcoming. You can't be any of those things because you've been thinking about all the things he's not doing. Because mm -hmm. that's how the enemy likes to play with us. And so guess what? You murder with your mouth, right? And then you start coveting somebody else's relationship because their husband is doing that. Their husband is doing this and their husband is doing that. Mm -hmm. And then you don't get what you want right. because all you had to do was ask. Yeah, yeah. What I like to do, and I'm, I'm going to touch on this a little bit, what I like to do, what, is, what she say? Uh, I see Mama P says clear expectation. And then Pastor Vicky, blessings to you as well. I hope you guys enjoy what you guys are about to do. Amen. Um, you know, I, when I get home from work, I sit in my car for about 10 minutes before I come in. I don't just get out the car and hop right in. I just sit there for a minute. I always have a nice quiet long ride home. Then when I get home, it's like, I don't know what's on the other side of that door. <laughs> I don't know what's going on in the house. I don't know, you know, who had long days, who had bad days, whatever. So I have to sit in the car. For about 10 minutes in process, get all flush all my feelings out for my day, then kind of get my mind right about what's going on in the house. So that way, when I come in, I'm a good listener if I need to be a good listener. I'm good at reacting if I need to react, you know, and so on and so forth. I'm good at getting out the way if I need to get out the way. But I, I don't always make sure I do that because even by me doing that, that's a good sign. That's that's clear communication. Um, because I'm allowing myself to have that frequency with my wife to recognize what's going on. I won't see it when I walk in. But I'll be able to pick up on it when I talk to her or when I talk to the kids, what needs to happen. So that's very important. So um, when we dig into this whole communication thing, I look at it like this, y'all. I look at communication as a tool. God gave us this tool of communication. Um, and what it does is it allows us to express what's going on on the inside of us. And, you know, we take it for granted. Right. Because we talk all the time, but we could do a whole lot of talking without actually doing any communication. Right. Um, and so. This tool of communication and what I've recognized and what I've, I've experienced in my life, and this may not be the same for everybody. Um, but for men, men, when we, 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 we first of all, we struggle with communication with women. I'm not saying every man, I'm just saying in general. But when we do communicate. Oftentimes we end up defending what we communicated. We end up defending 
how we made the other person feel more than we end up getting validation from the other person uh, about what we've expressed. We already have a hard time opening up as it is. We bottle stuff up. We were always raised, be a man, be a man, be a man. You know, but then when we finally get to that place where we open up and say, this is what I'm feeling, these are my thoughts, and so on and so forth, the first thing we receive in response, in a lot of cases, not all, um, is, I can't believe you said that to me, or I'm offended that you said that, or I don't like the way you said that, right? And so then, whereas we, in one end of it, I'm just trying to get out what I'm feeling, because I'm trying to communicate, because I know that's a key element to a successful relationship instead of it being addressed in that capacity ends up now becoming a defensive thing where now I have to defend myself because I made you feel some type of way. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's something that I know a lot of men struggle with. And I think ultimately when there's, it's supposed to be a safe space, right? Communication is this box and it's supposed to be a safe space where not just the female in the relationship can be able to be heard, but also for the man to be heard. And I think that a lot of times men withdraw in relationships when they're not feeling like they've been hurt, mainly because when they do speak, it turns into you offended me and now we have to defend the offense. You know, I saw this, um, I don't know if it was a TikTok or real, I don't know what it was, but okay. So the woman, she came into the kitchen and the man was over at the pot cooking and she started teasing him about his love handles, pulling on his little fat. Oh, yeah. yeah. Talking I, about, oh, you so chunky. Look at these pounds. You so chunky. I know she and, <laughs> look at you. You so chunky. And so then he, he laughed it off. off. He laughed he it off. He didn't, he didn't get upset about yeah. it or anything. And so then the woman came into the kitchen mm -hmm. and he did the same. He pulled her, you know, her belly was bigger than his, pulled on her belly and talked about her being overweight. And she cried like it hurt her feelings. Mm -hmm. And I think this is where the issue comes at. Right. It's not so much that the woman wants to invalidate what the man is saying or try to let him know oh, what you just said hurt me because it really did hurt. The issue comes in that we don't speak the same language. The way a man communicates, he cannot, a man cannot communicate to a woman the way he communicates to another man. A man can tell another man anything, don't think about it, it don't hurt him, he don't get offended, it don't mean nothing at all. He hey can say whatever, hey right? He can call him a dog. Hey call a woman a dog. He better not come calling me no dog, right? But he can go tell his boy, he can call his boy a dog. But you can't, and that is where the issue comes in at. A woman is more softer, they're more sensitive in certain areas. Man is more sensitive in some areas as well. And the key is finding out what irritates or what is sensitive, what's a sensitive area for your spouse so that when you communicate, because it's not just men, women feel the same way. You're a man, so you can say that. So that's what you feel. And I, I, I totally, I totally understand that. But women feel the same way because you don't understand it from a woman's perspective. Women, not me, because I'm very direct. Women like to talk about things and they talk about this and they come back to this point and then go over to this point and then y'all get lost. And so now she feels like you're not listening to me. You're not hearing me because you didn't say the right thing back. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's not so much that a woman wants to invalidate a man or a woman wants to tell him that what you're saying hurt me. It's the fact that I want you to speak my language in the way that I can hear it. And you want me to speak the language in the way that you can receive it. Yeah. Yes. Let me add to that. I'm not going to I'm not going to discredit. I'm going to add to it. Oftentimes we miss this part of communication that in order for communication to be effective, there has to be hearing, there has to be listening, right? And so 
when we walk in, I'll say this way, I hope it makes sense. When we walk in a fence, it's easy to be offended. If that makes sense. And so when you wear your heart on your sleeve, that's that's another way to say it. When you wear your heart on your sleeve, it's easy for you to be offended. So when a person is communicating themselves, you have the option to be able to say, okay, what this person said triggered some type of offense in me, but I know that's not their intention, right? Because the Bible even says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, right? But against powers and principalities. So the reality is, is that the person is not attacking me. There's something deeper that's going on. So let me, before I allow my offense to prompt my response, let me let wisdom ask a question, right? Because the best thing you can do in that situation is go deeper, do a digger, digger, deeper dive, deeper dive, dig (laughs) deeper, do a deeper dive, right? Before I get offended, let me find out why do you say what you said? Mm-hmm. Where are you coming from with this? What's up with it? What, where you, what's, what's your angle? What's happening here? What's going on with you? Right? Because I know that your intention is not to, to hurt me. Your intention is not to offend me. But whatever you've been holding on to must be that powerful to where this was the best way you could articulate it. And so oftentimes in relationships, people don't really have that, that split second or don't take that split second to assess you're not attacking me, you're really troubled about something. Mm-hmm. And then being able to take it from that angle to, to dig deeper and find out what's really happening. So I think that part of communication is key because any when a person opens up, it could either turn into uh, a situation where you get healing or it could turn into a situation where it's just an all-out argument slash brawl because of how you received what the initial thing was. Colossians 3.19 says, husband, love your wives and be gentle with them. There is a reason why scripture says this, right? Because men need to be gentle. I don't care how much women talk about, I, I can do what a man do. I'm, I'm this, I'm a leader. No, I'm telling you, let him say that right thing and you'll be in your pillow crying, right? That man that you in love with, you'll be in your pillow crying. We all got that spot. I don't care how tough you think you are or how tough you want to be. There's a spot because that's the reason why the Bible says husbands be gentle with your wives. We need gentleness. Now, healing, what you were talking about, you have to be healed completely. If there is an area and it, cause it's not just your spouse, it's your friends, it's your parents. If there's an area that seems to trouble you, no matter where you're, it's just following you. Like every time somebody say this or do this, it makes you angry. It makes you go off. It makes you offended. You need healing in that area. Mm-hmm. It ain't his fault. It ain't the people's fault. It keeps coming to you. God keeps showing it to you for a reason. Mm-hmm. You need to be healed in that area. Yeah. Another thing that we can do, I'm going to read what Tom, uh, Rhonda said, but wisdom cannot ask a question. If the person need healing themselves from the unattended and unaddressed trauma. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. There are areas that we need to be healed in, but there are also areas that we're just soft in. We're just soft in. We're supposed to be soft. And so, man, when you say something and it hurts, it's not because we want to try to make you not talk, right? Because we want you to speak. We want you to be able to get things off your chest. But then there's something, and I, I thank God that I got a humorous husband, right? A husband that makes everything funny. 
Because when somebody communicates to you and they make the, the, the horrible, horrible thing you did hilarious, it's easier to giggle through it and find, okay, yeah, maybe I need to tighten up in that area. But if somebody come at you hard, like men can come at men hard, when a man comes at a woman hard, it makes us back up. And then we go on our shell. And now we tough. Now we got a hard heart. And you don't want a tough woman. You want your woman to be a nurturer, to be soft. So you have to speak her to, in, that, in that language. And so when you make things funny, like, <laughs> it, it, it does something for her. Like, oh, he thinks that's funny. Oh, I can work on that. But when it comes the other way, it's, it's, it doesn't go in the manner in which you thought it was going to turn out because she's offended in her. Yeah. And some, listen, in some cases, women, y'all need to just tighten up. <laughs> y'all need to toughen up. Y'all around right here trying to win arguments by crying. I'm just going to say it because it's the common cold show. <laughs> We done, we done called out the truth in you. And the only way for you to win that argument is for you to start crying and say, I don't like the way you talk to me. That's emotional manipulation. That is emotional manipulation. If you are using your tears mm -hmm. to win an argument mm -hmm. or to make your husband not talk about the things that need to be talked about, because again, he's there to wash you with the word. He's there to both of you to each other to cause the friction for change, right? Um, mm -hmm. I just, um, I posted something, I posted something on Facebook with the advertising to come on a show basically saying, because I, I heard, where was it at? It was either TikTok. I can't remember. I try to look at things that bring on the show. And she was like, yeah, I only, I only feed my husband on these nice plates. He, I don't know paper plates for my husband, but then she treated him like so horrible. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Listen, he don't care. Come on now. He don't care what place you put him. He just wants some respect. The respect is not in the 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 gift or the feeding him on good place. It's how in which you respect him and communicate and allow him to speak to you. Good, good, good. Now let's talk about what the that we talked about the benefits of communication. Let's talk about some of the drawbacks of not communicating. Right? I think it's mm -hmm. important. Um the lack of communication can cause division in your relationship. It can cause resentment in your relationship. It can cause a lot of bad things that you just don't want to have to bring into that relationship. I'll tell you why. Because number one, when you have two people in a situation where they, uh, you have to come to an agreement or something, or maybe it's just, you know, us being married, right? There are certain things that we need to discuss before making a decision. I don't care what it is, but there's certain there are certain things that I think is like a non-negotiable. We need to sit down and talk about this. We need to come to an agreement on it. If we can't agree on it, we don't need to do it. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, what are you protecting? You're trying to protect the peace and the sanctity of your relationship. And so when you don't communicate and you do XYZ, whatever that is, and you haven't communicated to your spouse, well, one of the problems is, is your spouse will be looking at you like, you did that without talking to me. So now right there, you've allowed separation and division into your relationship. You, you literally gave it front door access into your relationship by making that decision. Now, when you're trying to get, or when that spouse is trying to get clarity on, well, what's the next step? What are we doing here? X, Y, Z. And now you still don't communicate. It just digs deeper and deeper and deeper. And what you're really doing is you're putting your marriage, I hate to say it this way, but you're putting your marriage at stake. Why am I saying you put in your marriage state? Because one thing you don't want to do is put your spouse in a situation where they feel isolated when you're supposed to feel, you're supposed to be one, 
they feel isolated and isolation is a wound. Okay, well, nobody say isolation is a wound and it is a wound that people have learned to live with, unfortunately. And that's why you got a lot of folk that don't really care whether or not they ha are in a relationship or they get married or not, because they've gotten so used to that feeling of isolation. But that is where the enemy does his best work. When you feel isolated, what's the first thing you start hearing? You start hearing stuff, hearing these thoughts that confirm that you're right, they're wrong. You start questioning whether or not that's the right person you're supposed to be with. You start all these thoughts, all because of that isolation. So the, the, the drawback of not communicating is you actually are pushing your spouse away and into the arms of the enemy. Right. That's why, you know, God told Adam, it's not good to be alone. That's why Eve got the Z when she was just alone talking to the devil, because that's what happens. We sit alone talking. We're supposed to be preparing. You know, I'm talking about my husband coming home. Let me get ready. Make sure the house is ready. Make sure I'm looking cute. I'm smelling good. So when he walked through the door, instead of doing all of that, we sitting here rehearsing the things that they didn't do last night. They left their clothes off on the floor. They didn't do this. They didn't do that. And so we can't get into that mindset of being soft and welcoming. Um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about is that a woman can tear, tear down her own house. She the one. The By Bible. the way, Bible she does friend. communicate, right? Yeah, yeah. We're talking about good communication and how to communicate. And that communication is good. But you can communicate wrong. Just like a man can communicate harshly to a woman that can destroy her and make her retreat. A woman can do the same thing to a man and make him feel isolated and make him retreat just by the very words that she speaks to him. A mother can do it to a son. Um, it happens all, all the time where we speak the things that make them, you know, we can push them into their destiny, right? Or we can hold them back by the things that we speak to them in those those vulnerable moments mm -hmm. when they're saying, I feel like I want to do this, but I don't think I can. You sure can't because the last time you tried to do this, you wasn't even, mm -hmm. you got to go there. You don't, you don't even have to go there. Mm -hmm. You don't even have to go there. Mm -hmm. If you say the words to build them up, let me just going back to leading, right? My husband, men who get a strong woman, they, you know what I'm saying? They don't know how to lead. They're afraid of having a strong woman. No. If you are a strong woman, that means you are a destiny pusher. That means you can push him into his destiny. You can also push him off a cliff. Amen. Let me say that. You can push him into his destiny, but you can also push him off a cliff. What's up, Kels? Good to see you. Listen, life and death is in the power of the tongue, right? It's in the power of the tongue. And one of the things that we have to understand is that the words we speak, are also just as powerful as the words we don't speak. When you could have uplifted your spouse, but you, instead you chose to tear them down, or when you could have said an encouraging word, but you chose to not say anything at all, when you could have clarified the miscommunication that your spouse or your, your partner is reacting from, you could have clarified that so that way they could pull back their reaction, but yet you chose, well, if that's how you're going to act, then so be it. So that's an opportunity to communicate, to sanctify or to pull back in uh, uh, the situation before it gets too ugly. So you can push them into their destiny, but you can also push them off a cliff based on what you say or what you don't say. I think ultimately when you have, and I know it's hard for, for men mostly to communicate. Ladies, when you have a man that want to communicate, cherish that. The reason why I say cherish that 
because you can imagine what it's like being with a man that don't communicate. How difficult it is, how you long for understanding, but yet you couldn't get it because that person didn't communicate. But now you got someone who does communicate and you take that for granted. You shut them down or or you try to belittle their feelings to make them feel less of a man. All of those things is really, you know, I would say this way, shame on you, yeah. right? Because at the end of the day, what you're doing is you pray for somebody, you got that somebody, and now you're beating them up because you don't know how to communicate effectively. Right. So you got to be careful with that. Amen. And going back to our differences, right? When your spouse is different than you in a different area, and they're not as good as you in some areas and you shame them because they can't do this like you or they can't do like this like you and they're supposed to be a leader of everything. No, shame on you, right? Shame on you. They're different in that area for a reason because you're stronger in that area to help them and to to support them. You're a helper. Now, if they're and they're different in areas that you're not and they're to build you up and to cover you in those areas that you're not able to do. In, like, for instance, if he's good at fixing cars or making sure your car's straight, but you're good at administrative tasks and things like that, you can't expect him to come in here to do it the way you do it. He ain't going to be able to do it. I bet you you can't go out there and do it the way he do it, whatever it is that he's good at. So we have to respect each other's differences so that when we communicate, we're not talking down to them, men or women. We're not talking down to them. And that's what we tend to do. We see it on the job. People talking down to people. Mm -hmm. Happens all the time. So this is this is as we get ready to conclude. Unfortunately, the thirty minutes Dang go by so doggone fast. This is what I want to say to you, and this is a, it's a suggestion. You take it or leave it. I recommend, depending on your availability, once a once a day or once a week. Can be once a month, once a day, or once a week. Sit down with your partner, and intentionally create a safe space for communication. Hey, listen, have I dropped the ball anywhere? Right? Is there is an area that I may have done something or didn't do something that might have rubbed you the wrong way? Right? Because what you're doing now is you're also building intimacy. And I think if y'all know, like I know, intimacy is good. It's real <laughs> good when it's good, right? And so have that time to say, hey, listen, did I drop the ball anywhere? Is there any area of, my, of, of our today, yesterday, whenever that I said something or did something that rubs you the wrong way. If so, what was it? Give them that grace to express whatever it was. However it comes out. However it comes out. And by, by Lord, don't defend it. Because their reality is what you have to deal with. And we're going over a little bit of time, but I want to give you this to you. You have to deal with their reality. You cannot dismiss someone else's reality that you're in a relationship with and think the relationship is going to remain healthy. It is not. So when they're expressing themselves and what it is, they feel like, okay, this rubbed me the wrong way, that rubbed me the wrong way. I need answers. I need clarity. I don't like not knowing, right? Give it to them because what's it's going to do is going to make you closer and then flip it around. Now it's your turn, right? And don't do a spiteful response to them. Truly and say, hey, listen, this is what bothered me and this is where I'm at. And it's up to them to give you a safe space so that way you can get the same bit of bit of stuff off your chest. And now you leave out of there stronger. Right. Mm -hmm. The enemy can't do nothing to you. You can't play in your mind, can't play in their mind because you put it all on the table and you gave each other a safe space to be free to communicate. Amen. That's it. That's all I got. Amen. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. Yeah. We'll be back again next Sunday at 
Seven o'clock. Peace and love.